coming to you live from Parkview Studios, uh, the living room. This is the Brothers Ketchup, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as usual, is not Frankie. Uh, this Christmas season, we've split up, and only for the second time in the history of this podcast, I think, um, we're not together for the recording of it. Um, Frankie is going to do his recording separately. I'm doing mine separately. I don't know what he's going to talk about. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. But we figure, get a podcast up. We will talk for a few minutes each. Give a recap of the year. Talk about the holidays. Let you know how we're doing. We want to know how you're doing, so please let us know. But, you know, we apologize. If you're a listener of this podcast, this isn't the format that you signed up for. This is what you look forward to every week. You look forward to the brothers bantering and coming together and catching up with each other on how our weeks have gone. And instead, you just get me for a little bit and then Frankie. And then Frankie's going to have to edit this whole thing and put it together by himself. So I'm interested to see if, like, what the finished product of this even listen sounds like. So, but I got to say, Christmas is my second Christmas as a father. Um, I really do feel like as the years are going on, I am getting way too sentimental. I'm getting weepy over certain things. Christmas music makes me happy these days. My daughter enjoying opening her gifts. Like I used to be such a Scrooge, and now I'm realizing all the many joys that you get to experience as a, you know, a dad. And it kind of bums me out, like. <laughs> you you watch these kids kind of enjoy all these simple things that we used to we me I used to enjoy as a kid just you know Christmas time open your gifts get new things see your family simple joys and I even still like I can't take my mind off the way that this world is just spiraling out of control God. There's so many things that are happening in the world that it just—it's so distressing. <clears throat> Not to bring be such a downer at Christmas time, but just like on the one hand, on on the practical level, as an individual human being on this planet who's just living my life, like it's beautiful and everything is great. Uh, and then on a, there's a whole nother level where, like, outside of your own immediate world the people who control the greater reality of the situation uh, just don't seem to be doing a great job. And if you're you know, a listener of the podcast, you know where we stand both politically and socially and culturally and how we feel that there's a lot of issues that we can't really conquer right now and how defeated you could feel. This is a time of hope, right? Christmas brings this joy and hopefulness to the everyone's heart you kind of forget all those troublesome worries and bigger issues you want to be giving you want to be charitable you want to be hopeful for the future but there are places in the world right now where like the most corrupt forces on the earth are causing massive amounts of you know bloodshed and famine and how can we separate that from our reality like even when we're on the individual level having these moments with each other like as I'm raising my children how am I supposed to separate that from the idea that the country that I call home 
is a giant war machine and the wars that the machine is producing are becoming more serious, bigger. They're impacting more people. And the consequences and fallout of which are extending to places that, you know, I've never really felt felt it before. You're talking about parts of the country can't keep their heaters on at this point. And Europe, there are European countries where what used to be middle class homes are struggling to keep the roofs over their head. And this is just the financial fallout. I mean, if you're in immediate in the immediate area, whether you're in you know the Ukraine or a border country, you don't feel safe, and you don't know what tomorrow brings. We said it months ago, uh, I, before the invasion of Russia into the Ukraine happened. I made a plea with the listeners of this podcast to just not let the leadership of this country instigate and coordinate and essentially inflame another foreign conflict that's going to entangle our sons and daughters for another who knows how long. And at this point, like, I'm 32, so, like, maybe it is selfishness because, like, I'm not even, like, beyond the age at which I could possibly end up (laughs) in an armed conflict. So, you know, we got to be smarter here. You're letting people with massive conflicts of interest and backgrounds that inspire no hope that the solutions they're going to seek or look for are going to be peaceful ones. And all the decisions that they make and solutions that they turn to are only to exacerbate and expand this conflict. So, like, yeah, so that's what I've been thinking about Christmas. I've been thinking about how great it's been and how peaceful and happy it can be. And then the dichotomy of that between like what we as a nation are doing. And I've been trying to take a step back from like caring. Like I really I really stopped caring as much. Like I, I have my TikTok, my Twitter accounts where I can give my thoughts on certain current events and politics, but day to day, ins and outs I can't I can't commit the same level of care that I used to years ago. Now I just am just waiting for the <laughs> waiting for the <laughs> the next shoe to drop is going to once again decimate and set back the nation and put us into another situation where we just are accepting as a people a degradation in our way of life. That's all being an American is at this point. It's just like remembering what you the stories you were told as a child and and the things that you thought this country were supposed to be and then waiting for the series of events that are going to happen that are going to change that view of what you think you're entitled to to something much less and that's by design in my opinion like I do think that the goal of the powers that be in the world and especially the western world especially America's like their whole goal here is just to get the masses accustomed to having very little and accepting a lot less for the ones that are even still here, like, ultimately, they want to call the population. So, like, we've been saying that on here for a long time. So, Merry Christmas. I did want to come on here and just kind of a positive Christmas message. So, I hope I'm achieving that um, with this little pep talk that I'm giving the Brothers Ketchup audience by myself while Frankie is in Florida. That's another thing. So, it was Christmas. I had nice holidays with my family. And I know Frankie had nice holidays with his fa- family and his fiance's family and you know Frankie and I are old now <laughs> like we're too old like but I can't even count them on hand like how many Christmases have gone by where me and him weren't together so 
it felt weird not to see him at Christmas time. And, like, I still have to give him his Christmas gifts. And I'm also kind of still pissed at him because he's had the fitness TikTok account that's gaining popularity at, you know, very alarming rates. If you haven't checked him out, check him out on his fitness TikTok. I don't even know what the name of it is. But he doesn't promote this podcast on his fitness TikTok. So, like, what I hope he would do is, like, he's going to get his account to a 1,000 followers. I have a 1,000 followers on TikTok on the Brothers Ketchup TikTok account. And then eventually we could be live streaming on both accounts while we record this podcast. And then you could all tune in and watch either his face or my face as we talk about these things live. And then you could tune into this podcast and listen to them on the podcast. So, like, we got so many big plans coming for the future. So, if you're not listening to the Brothers Kitchen podcast, I mean, I really can't blame you because <laughs> what's the point of listening to this? But if you are and you like it, well, we got a lot coming for you. So, don't even worry about it. Uh, the Dolphins played on Christmas Day, and they were able to ruin a good portion of my Christmas Day, but I still try not to let that get to me. They, gosh, it's so interesting being a Dolphins fan, because it's literally just Groundhog Day every season. Like, there's the same highs and lows. They come at different points of the year, but the same highs and lows we'll get here. It's going to be like, there's going to be the point where everything is hopeless, and there's a lost cause, and everyone in the country just thinks that your team is a disgrace. That'll happen. There's going to be a point in the year where everyone's convinced that you're going to make the playoffs and there's no possible way you could fuck it up. Uh, that happened this year. And now we're in the part of the year where you have fucked it up and you just... But but you did enough where, like, even though you've already fucked it up, like, there's still hope that you could make it right if you just win your games and you'll still get in the playoffs. And I know for a fact that we're not going to make the playoffs. But uh, my heart tells me that maybe this year will be different. Tua and McDaniel will figure it out and we'll squeak into the playoffs somehow. Um, ultimately the Dolphins season is going to depend on whether or not they win a playoff game. If they don't make the playoffs at all, big failure. If they make the playoffs and lose a playoff game, still pretty much failure. If they win a playoff game, huge success. So like only three real outcomes for the Dolphins at this point with two weeks left to go in the season. They got to play the Patriots and the Jets. So if you're a Patriots or a Jets fan out there, good luck. Ending our season, your seasons are pretty much on the brink too. So you definitely need to beat us. Which makes it interesting, at least. But if the Dolphins go out there and just lay an egg against New England, that's it. <laughs> it's going to suck. <laughs> and it just opens the door to a whole bunch of questions about what the Dolphins are going to do going forward. What they're going to do to it. Do they have the draft capital to improve this team enough to get to a point where this team wants to be? Is anyone going to get fired? I think that you probably just run it back one more time. And I don't I don't know if that's going to be the right answer. Like, you might get to the end of next season and you'll be like, whew, we wasted even more time. But... Kind of got to do it. Um, so it's Christmas. It's the Dolphins. Dolphins played on Christmas. They're terrible. Um, yeah, I can't help but feel like we are kind of at this point where we've like I feel like it's over. Like I feel like I feel like we've lost, and by we I mean the conspiracy theorists, because like the amount of insults that have just been rubbed in our faces. Um, like. God, like they they confirmed the JFK conspiracy theory and nothing is going to change. Not only is nothing going to change, like things are worse. Like the people who believe the people like us are crazy, who know that the people in charge are terrible and for all sorts of extraordinarily bad reasons, not just like, oh, they're a little corrupt or, oh, you just want Hunter Biden to go to jail because you're like bitter for some reason over Hunter Biden it's like no like the corruption that these people are involved in is generational and so immense 
that, like, literally, in going back to the 60s, <laughs> one of the largest conspiracy theories you could ever even imagine, that they that's so big that they had to spend 50 years to make sure that everyone who could possibly care enough died before they gave us the truth. Like, that is the conspiracy theory they just confirmed. So, like, just give it another 70 years, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, by the way, Dick Cheney literally flew one of those planes into the Twin Towers. And people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, wow, could you imagine? That really was an inside job. And they're going to still treat us like assholes. Like, that's the thing. I'm just sick and tired of being treated like an asshole by the biggest ass. You're all such huge assholes if you're sitting here acting like people like me who just want peace. Like, just want this country to stop fighting in wars like that we're causing. <laughs> I think that's, that's all we want. You treat us like we're the biggest piles of human shit. Because <laughs> I don't want to let Pfizer put their clot medicine in my veins and let... The military-industrial complex led by a fucking compromised, demented old man who's never seen a war he didn't like lead lead a head-on conflict with nuclear-armed Russia who's openly every other day being like, we're going to nuke you at some point if you don't lay off. So, like, look, if we had more capable and upstanding leaders, I would totally be on board with blowing the shit out of any Eastern European you wanted. But unfortunately, we don't have the track record, which is going to let me sit here and be like, yeah, they're totally the bad guys, and we're totally the good guys, so let's go drop bombs all over their fucking country, you dopes. Anyway, I guess I've got off the beaten path enough, and I've talked long enough now. Where I mean, honestly, we're just trying to get an episode up, because we value consistency here at the Brothers Catch Podcast. We want you to enjoy us every week, even when we're not even possibly around to give you a quality episode. We're just going to put something out there for you to fill your ears and brain with, Make you think a little bit and hopefully come back for more next week. Where we'll be together for a regular episode of the Bros Catch Podcast. If you listen to this so far, good. Hopefully this is the first part of the podcast. I really don't know what Frankie's going to do when he stitches them together. And I hope you enjoy whatever he has to say next. Very Merry Christmas. The brothers will be back catching up next week in one of our locations. We'll stream this live on TikTok like we do when we can. Uh, we're actually banned currently from streaming live on TikTok as we usually are. But right now, you know, we have the capability. So next week we'll see you there. And then, uh, yeah, listen to Frankie next. And he's going to be way more positive than I am. I'll probably not talk about the shit that I talk about. So that's why the podcast works. Because he keeps me from just going on these kind of tirades where I make everyone feel like shit. Have a good night. All right, welcome. Doing a solo recording for Christmas time as the brothers have been split up. So Merry Christmas from Florida. I am in Tampa. It is currently Monday, so Christmas is over. We celebrated Christmas. It's actually Tuesday, technically. It's 12.16 in the morning. I fly out tomorrow morning to come back to New Jersey. And I had a wonderful Christmas here in Florida. It is cold here, so I thought it was escaping the cold weather, and turns out it was not. Turns out I just came to Florida during, like, the coldest stretch it's had in, like, 40 years, so that's, that was cool. Um, but it was nice, you know? I'm, I'm here with my fiance's family, and we had a wonderful Christmas. And it's just nice sometimes to, to change things up, see different people, and, and just, you know, you get to appreciate your family a little bit more. And you just appreciate other people and the company that they provide and how welcoming they are to other people. And I'm not even talking about myself. Um, 
so it's just nice. It's nice. The holidays do bring out, I think, the best in a lot of people. Um, but what I want to talk about while I while I am alone here, I'm just going to kind of speed through like four or five topics that I wrote down. And if anything else comes up, maybe I'll talk about it. But on the flight, we flew out on Thursday, Thursday morning. I think our flight was 7 a.m., and for, like, the week leading up to it, like, all the talk was about, like, oh, the storms on Thursday, the storms on Thursday. The Midwest was getting hit. Chicago was getting rocked. Up in Buffalo, you know, all these areas were getting hit with these crazy storms. And we were a little worried about our flight. We thought maybe our flight would get canceled. And sure enough, like, four or five days before we were flying out, we got a message from the airline saying, that our flight was canceled, and then that they rebooked us. But turns out that was for the returning flight, so the flight for Thursday was still still going, and we were like getting a little nervous. We're like, well, should we just should we just rent a car and just drive? Should we just say f it? But we were like, no, we should be able to fly out early enough. And then we looked at we looked ahead; it didn't look like New Jersey was getting any snow, so we thought we'd be fine. And we were. We got out. Right on time at 7, took off. It was great. About 45 minutes into this flight, the pilot, who the pilot, you know, did his normal pilot thing. In the beginning, he gives his, like, little talk, and then that was about it. So 45 minutes into this flight, things are going fine. It was a little bumpy, nothing crazy, just normal flight. He comes over as drink service is, like, happening. Like, we were, like, sitting in, like, the third to last row. And drink service had just finished. Like, literally, I had just gotten my ginger ale. As I have a full can of ginger ale and a full cup of ginger ale, the pilot comes on over the intercom and just says, Crew, get to your jump seats and strap in. If you are up, please return to your seats immediately and buckle up. We all saw what just happened on the Hawaiian Airlines flight. And I don't want anyone getting hurt. We're about to head through some some pretty bumpy turbulence here. Um, we've been getting reports from the planes ahead, so we want everybody to, to be careful. This is this is serious. I'm really okay. So I've never I've never heard anything like that on an airplane before. And I am a what you would call a nervous flyer. Um, I hate flying, it's the worst. I I have tons of anxiety in my life. It's something I've talked about on this podcast, but never have gone super in-depth in. And maybe one day I will. But just know all of my anxiety does kind of – it always manifests in, in flying. It's a big – I hate it. I don't look forward to it. I'm not even looking forward to my flight tomorrow to go home. It's just, it's just something I know I have to do and get through. So in all my time of flying, though, I've never – experience that where the pilot comes on is like urging everybody to get to their seats immediately and it's like oh god because normally like if they're if they know they're going to hit turbulence they just flip on the little switch so about you know a minute um, like literally maybe maybe even less we start hitting the turbulence oh and i think he i think the pilot did mention that it was going to be like about 20 to 30 minutes worth so Sure enough, we just start hitting it, and it is like nothing I've ever experienced before. And I wasn't, to be honest, I actually wasn't like freaking out at all. Like I 
one of the weird things about my anxiety is like it all manifests in like this worry of of what ifs and then like if something actually does happen it tends to just kind of go away because i don't know why i just kind of come to grips with everything and not that we were in peril by any means but for me it's like a scared not a scared fly just don't, i don't like it and then this thing starts happening it's kind of i was kind of fine i was just cool with it but the the plane was getting rocked like the I, getting thrown left to right up and down and on the, like the most bumpy plane ride you could ever imagine it was and i get i guess we were going through a pretty serious storm and it was just rocking it and i we had i had my computer on the the tray table we were trying to watch ted lasso and the computer is just getting jostled around and tossed and i have my full cup of ginger ale which thank god i had ginger ale because like I didn't know why, never in my life did I understand why they were like the air sickness bags on planes. Well, now I get it because if you do hit that kind of turbulence, you get so nauseous so quickly. It's worse than being on a boat if you get seasick. And so I have my, my computer I'm trying to watch said lasso on the little tray table and it's just getting tossed around. We thought the computer was going down. Amanda starts, you know, she's not feeling well because she's trying to like, focus on the show and like to distract her from what is going on but watching a screen that's just moving up and down non-stop is churning both of our stomachs and then he comes on on this the intercom again the pilot while this is all going on he just goes uh, i just want to check in for all our nervous flyers just want to like everybody know everything is completely fine uh we're almost out about another we're about halfway and uh, just want to let everybody know everything is okay. And then he just kind of goes away. And then it just continues. And then, and then like, a couple minutes go by. And then I'm starting to get to the point where in my head, I'm just looking at the clock. I'm just like, all right. And then so then it started to, like, taper off, right? Like, it would, it would stop for, like, a, a 10 to 15 seconds. And you would think, okay, we're out of it. And then you'd get hit hard again. And you'd be like, okay, okay, okay. And then, like, another minute of getting absolutely, like, tossed around. And then it would stop. And you'd be like, okay, is that it? And so it kind of went like that for a few minutes. And then finally it was just, it was just over. And it was fine. And then, you know, we finished the flight. And, by the way, the flight normally from, like, Jersey to Florida is, like, two hours max. This was a full two and a half hours, like, airtime. So I guess, like, between the storms and everything... It was like a lot of flying. Like it just took longer than it normally would, and my nerves were like shot by the time we landed. But overall, it does. I don't know how to explain it. You know, it's one of those things where like you can't appreciate light without dark. You really, you really do appreciate like that feeling of like when you land. For me, especially with someone who like I hate flying, the anxiety kills me. I, the feeling I get when a plane lands is like, it's like a high almost. It's so good. And I think I, I only get that because of how much I hate and worry about flying. So really all that to just say that that is how I started off my Christmas break with that like terrifying ordeal. And then it turned into just a great five days of great Christmas time. And that leads me to 
my third topic, which is tomorrow I go home and I get to see my cats. I'm very excited about that. And it's a weird, that's a weird thing to, I never, never thought I'd be a cat guy. Got cats like three years ago. Actually, almost like exactly three years ago. I got them like right before Christmas. And I didn't know you could love cats as much as I do. Because all the, all the time, people always talk about, oh, cats have no personalities. You know, like dogs are the best. Dogs are better, blah, blah, blah. Cats, who likes cats? Why would you have a cat? Cats are fucking awesome. They have a personality. They're great. We've been on vacation for five days, and they've just been like, at the house chilling. I've had people check on them, but you know, like you don't have to board them. They don't need constant supervision. And they, they do, I don't know. Like, I don't know what kind of cats people have that like, they've gotten this bad rap that people talk shit about them. Like when I go home tomorrow, they are going to come to the door and greet me because that they're just like a dog. They're just cats. So that was just a little side note. And then lastly, the thing I wanted to talk about on this joyous Christmas time was the week before Christmas, I didn't bring it up on a podcast with Sal, Um, big news, Chris Bumstead won Mr. Olympia in the Classic Physique Division for the fourth straight year, he's the GOAT in that division, and eventually I do think he will be the GOAT overall in bodybuilding. And I, I know no one really listens to this podcast to hear about the professional rankings of bodybuilding, but it was a wonderful event. I watched every second of the cover. Well, I didn't watch the coverage. That That's a lie. I watched the leading up to it on Chris's YouTube. And he's probably my favorite bodybuilder since Ronnie. Ronnie Coleman changed how I viewed bodybuilding like I didn't know anything about bodybuilding and you go back and you look at these people and like I love Arnold obviously but Ronnie's personality and who he was was kind of changed the game and I think that's what Chris Bumstead is doing right now his personality is just the personality his social media the YouTube everything he does is just no one has done it like him before and no one I'm sorry, I don't think anyone can really compete with him in that division except for the guy who came in second, uh, Ramon. I think Urs is good, but like I don't think he's ever going to be able to beat Chris. Ramon is the only one I could see beating Chris while Chris is still like in his prime. But until until he like starts to decline and deteriorate, which he may be heading down that track. He did suffer that injury this year, which was weird. But... I don't know, I just don't see see a world where he, he gets beat as long as he maintains what he what he looks like right now. And I think I think he's only getting better because I actually think this year was his, his best year yet, even with that injury. I think he's only getting better and I think Hani is gonna take him to a new level next year. So I people were saying he was gonna retire after this one. I think he's got th- two or three more. I think he wants I think he wants to get up to like six six or seven Olympias and I think he can do it as long as he wants so no reason for him to stop and that's about it you know that's been my Christmas I'm really tired I want to go to bed 
Um, weird podcast. I don't know what Sal talked about. I listened to like the first minute of it. Um, I hope the quality of mine is as good as his. His sounded great. I'm recording mine with AirPods, so I don't know if that's going to be good. And if you're listening to this and you made it this far, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for checking it out. And uh, next week we should be back to normal. And we'll have a normal podcast for you where I'm sure we'll go off on the all the doom and gloom of the world. So we'll see you next week. Merry Christmas.